Okay, this next song is a, it's an old one, but it's a song we've never performed before. What? And, uh, we've never done it live before.
Join me, your host, Sam Wiles, as we discover the history, the music, and the man behind it all, Paul McCartney. To get in contact with the show, email us at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Hello, goodbye, hey, hey, and hi, 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 and welcome to another episode of Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. I am, of course, your host, Sam Wiles, and remember, this is Wide Screen Podcasting. This is Wide Screen Podcasting. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you're well, safe, and sound. Today, we are back for episode four out of five of our look into the Got Back tour that Paul is currently undergoing right this very minute. Go and check. It's happening right now. Yes, being unable to attend these shows myself, being stuck over the pond, I have been forced to ask all of my other Beatle and McCartney internet buddies to fill in the blanks for me. We've already heard from Phoebe from Another Kind of Mind, Tom Hunyadi from Two Legs, and Lonnie Pena from When They Was Fab. Now, who do we have here today? Here today. Well, you've already seen the title, I am sure. But for the sake of drama, I am once again joined by a real member of Beatles podcasting royalty. Yes, we have Her Majesty herself. We've just had the Jubilee here in the UK. And I actually make that joke in the live recording, so I really shouldn't be repeating it yet. I've got the pleasure of chatting with Kit O'Toole, who you will no doubt remember from her countless appearances on other podcasts, as well as her co-chair of the Talk More Talk video cast series. We've actually had Kit on this podcast here before for our look at Give My Regards to Broad Street, the movie, which, yeah, didn't exactly go well the first time around. We had to re-upload that episode like a year after we had that chat, not in the quality that I'd like, but none of you seem to notice, so I'm overjoyed that we get Kit back on the show. She's absolutely amazing. She's so warm and giving and kind and funny, and she laughs at all of my terrible jokes. What more could I want as a host? And yeah, there was a moment where I was going to have Ed Chen on the show instead because he went with Kit to the same gig. But I figured, hey, you know, Ed comes on for all of the music video episodes. So what better excuse to get Kit back where she belongs, which is on this podcast. Also, just before we begin, uh, a little bit of admin. Of course, in the last three episodes, you may have heard me refer to this as like a three-part series or like this is the first second and third like or final piece of this series yep that's totally because i thought that it was only going to be a three-part series but then you know a lot more people replied to my prospective emails than i thought would happen and i just couldn't turn anyone down i'm so glad i've got to speak to so many people about this tour uh, i'm really excited to bring you this episode let's just jump right into it let's not further delay let's just crack on with the housekeeping what do we have in terms of news today folks absolutely nothing do we have any emails nope but if you do want to drop me an email you can do so at paulmccartypod at gmail.com yes folks 
I love reading out any and all correspondence out here on the show. And if you have indeed been on the Got Back tour, if you've seen Paul live from Spokane to Oakland in these recent weeks, then please let me know. I would love to hear even more opinions and thoughts on this tour. I'd like to get as much of a 360-degree view and perspective that I can. And, yeah, I know some of you have been, folks. Come on, let's not let's not mince any words here. If you've been to the Got Back Tour, drop me an email below at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Follow us on our Twitter page, which is at McCartneyPod for daily updates. Check out the blog for bonus Paul on the written content at paulmccartneypod.wordpress.com. On the socials, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by typing in Paul or Nothing or Paul McCartney Podcast. Of course, on YouTube, you can find brand new episodes of Mac It In Your Attic, as well as the entire backlog of episodes. If you want to help out the show right away, in a way that takes less than 30 seconds, please leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening to this on, whether it's a tick, a like, a thumbs up, some stars, or even a nice little comment. It helps out the show massively, and it's always appreciated. And finally, of course, if you want to help out the show directly, if you want to help see the show grow, if you want to help me get new equipment, new product to review, maybe new guests on that are a bit more pricey, maybe just more time off work to work on the show, or maybe you just like Paul and I think so gosh darn much and you appreciate all the quote-unquote hard work that I do on the show that you want to just thank me by throwing a couple of dollars at my face down the internet every month, then hey, that'd be swell and you can do so by joining our Patreon family at patreon.com by typing in Paul or Nothing or Paul McCartney Podcast. You know the drill. And you should also know that it's not just a gimme. You get your money's worth. You get two days early access to all completed episodes of Paul or Nothing. You get instant access to the Paul or Nothing video feed. Yes, anything I do with someone over Zoom, any guest, anything like that goes straight up on the Patreon. Not only weeks or months in advance of its broadcast, but you also get the visual elements, which you cannot get anywhere else. You also get instant access to all episodes of Macca in Your Attic. You get access to all of the solo audio that I might do instantly as well. So anything I record on my own, that goes straight on the Patreon. You get access to all the scripts that I use for Port or Nothing and Mac in Your Attic. If I ever write a new one, you also get all the bonus and lost and unreleased episodes of Port or Nothing. And finally, you actually get access to an exclusive side series that I do called the Paul or Nothing Patreon Vlog Series, where maybe I do an extra episode every week just as a thank you to the people who cough up the dough. You, you, you people know who you are, and I hope you enjoy the content, because I really do actually put a lot more effort into it than I thought I was ever going to. Um, last week we did an episode on all of the Beatles content that Paul has or has not performed live and what is missing from the sets, what I'd like to see next time, all the stats and the data, that kind of thing. This week we did the same for uh, the wing stuff from the 70s and next week we're actually going to do it for all of Paul's 80s work as well. Lots of interesting stuff going on there. Thank you all folks, thank you for all of my patrons who make Paul or Nothing possible. I'm eternally in your debt, I'm eternally grateful, and I cannot start this episode without giving you all a shout-out. People such as Brian Brigman, Annie McNeil, Lars76, 
Jeff H, David Stiberski, Mitzi Carter, Andy Cochran, Guy Jenkinson, Nancy Twoey, Richard Campbell, Christopher Newman, Mrs. P, Roderick Harper, Marty Ryber, Robert Shulin, Richard Driver, Chris Atkinson, Richard Biddington, Mr. B, Teresa Brader, Stephanie Miller, Katrina S, Sam Ho, Luda Leonardo, Robert A. Carabelli, Warren Butson, Cheryl McCoy, Matt Phillips, and of course, Mr. Percy Thrillington himself. Right, everyone, now that the plugs are all out of the way, it's time for me to speak to a very nice girl who does have a lot to say. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. This is my conversation about Got Back with Kit O'Toole. One, two, three, take it away, me. Okay, folks, we are back with part four of the Got Back special. This is the live part of the show now. And today I'm fortunate enough to be joined by someone who technically has been on this podcast before, but that you may not have heard quite so clearly. Uh, yeah, back back from the poorly recorded odyssey that was the Give Back uh, Give Podcast to Broad Street episode. I am once again joined by the Queen, her, the Majesty herself. Also, it's the Queen of England's Diamond Jubilee tomorrow, so this really couldn't be any more fitting. Everyone, please welcome back to the show, or probably onto the show for the very first time, Kit, the Queen O'Toole. Kit, what's going on, my friend? Oh, uh, Sam, it's so great to be back with you, or or. Maybe the for those who didn't hear the previous show for yes. the first time, it's great great to be with you. Uh, you know what a what a perfect uh, perfect timing, as you said, for the for the Queen's Jubilee tomorrow. Since apparently I'm the Queen of all Beatles media. No, um, when 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 people are talking about the Queen tomorrow, I'll just be in my head talking about you. Don't worry, I'll just be like, yeah. oh, how oh, oh, sweet. Don't you love the Queen? Sam? Yeah, she wrote a really good book on the lesser-known Beatles songs. It was really, it was really quite good. <laughs> Philip, I rather like, and your bird can sing. Yeah, uh, sorry about that, everyone. Love it. Everyone does an impression of the Queen here. Yeah, uh, that was very good. Yeah, but you know, it uh, it's just a, a joy to have another wonderfully arbitrary reason to have you back on the show again because you know. We had such a good time last time talking about Broad Street. I still think about that episode. I know that I met up with a friend after, so that day's really burned into my mind. It's uh, one of my favourite in terms of content, if it's one of my least in terms of uh, my production on it. But, you know, you can't have everything, can you? You can't have everything. But I you know have what? Never di- I've never dissected Give to Broad Street so thoroughly as on your show. Oh, it was a blast. I still think about it. I still think about it. It's. I feel like a Vietnam vet. I just sometimes have these flashbacks to, to like Broad Street, <laughs> and then I have to be sedated. You know, there was a giant wrestler. He was coming for Paul while they were playing in a barn or, or in the dockyards or something. It's okay, Sam. Get the needle. Get the needle. Ah, oh. oh. yeah. No, that oh. was uh, that was a very good time, and I'm glad to have you back on today to talk about the Got Back tour. This is basically just me talking to people feeling envious for about an hour. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I've been feeling for on the, the last three. So I, I really must be a glutton for punishment. But Kit, let's go all the way back to the start of things. I'm, I'm assuming you've seen Paul McCartney live before, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Many, oh, yeah. many times. First time in 1989. 
Mm. when I was a mere 18 years old, uh, actually 17 years old, 17 years old. Yep. First time I ever saw him live in, in 89. And, and so, uh, but he doesn't always come to Chicago. He skipped us. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the, was it the 93 world tour? I believe mm-hmm. it was. And he was skipping us again. He skips, uh, is skipping us again this year. So I almost didn't go to, to Ooh. this tour. Yeah. Almost didn't, but our good friends, uh, Ed Chen and Tom Hanyati talked me into this. You know, they said, Ugh. come on. Yep. They, I, I wasn't going to do it. And they said, <laughs> you know, but then Tom is, as we know, went to the Los Angeles gig and just had the time of his life. And, you know, he just went on about it. And then Ed Chen uh, got in touch with me and said, you know, I'm going to the Orlando gig. Come on, just get a ticket get on a plane. I've got an Airbnb. Let's go. (laughs) So I decided, you know, I normally don't do anything this spontaneous, but I finally thought, you know what, what the hell? And so this was my first concert since COVID, you know, it's, it's since December of 2019. You really are uh, back back in the world there i guess this is the back in the world tour really it really yeah it really was so uh so yeah uh, so this was a very last minute thing no it's 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 nice to hear that it sprung up like that like like most people were kind of like they, they, these these frothing werewolves just waiting for paul to uh to uh come back it's uh <laughs> Must have been a much more relaxing experience for you than 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 others who are probably twitching in, in the uh, in in the doorway, but um, yeah, let's just quickly talk about that 1989 show. Did that leave an impression on you? Did that like seal the deal? You know, did it ever? Um, I I mean, I remember even like standing in line to get the ticket because obviously no internet. You had to either call or standing you had to go- in line. What is this? <laughs> What, what is this grandma talk you're talking about? Oh my gosh, this is it's another yep. world. It's another world. Yeah, I know. That's right, Sonny. Back in the old days, <laughs> you had to pay a nickel for for two tickets, and you even got a bit of cornbread. You know? That's right. <laughs> nope, you had to stand in line, and so I remember finally getting there, clutching those tickets in my hand, and I just say I was excited is putting it mildly. I mean, you know, I, I was, you know, to see a beetle in person, are you kidding me? You know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that night, I mean, I'll tell you, seeing Paul for the first time, I think everybody, this, this sounds like it could be interpreted in many ways, but everybody remembers their first time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, and uh, yeah, seeing Paul for the first time is no exception. I mean, you know, when he hit the stage and, and he started that tour with figure of eight. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, that is, that is notorious on this podcast because I remember when I was looking up, that tour, like long before I was going to do Flowers in the Dirt, I was like, oh, what's this? This isn't Beatles. I was one of those people still. And then yep. by the time I, I get around to through all the 80s stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, he's doing like figure of eight. And um, we got married. He yes. would never do that anymore. This is actually more precious than a lot of these later set lists, you know. Went back, exactly. Back yeah, because he was doing album. Flower in the Dirt stuff. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, he started with that. And I mean, to, to, I mean, I remember sitting there, I was in nosebleed seats. I mean, to see him walk on stage and you're just like, there he is, there he is. You know, it's, it really is an exciting moment. I don't think I sat down the whole show. Um, and, and <laughs> I was 17 and to see, uh, I was just 17. Yeah. And, uh, I know and what you was, mean. So I'm, I'm sorry. I, I had, we had to do it. We yeah, had to yeah, do yeah. it. <laughs> and I mean, it, it was just, <laughs> you know, it, it was, you know, he was in great voice. Um, and it, it just was a, a moment I'll never forget. Um, you know, and, and I was hooked. I mean, just, you know, so. Oh, Whenever I could, I had to go see him in, in concert. So how many times between 89 and the other day would you say you've seen him? I've probably seen him about a dozen times. Oh, my which I, God. I'd oh. Probably something like that because, oh. you know, some, something along those lines. Now, believe, now, I'm glad you're reacting that way because when I've said that to other people, they've said, <laughs> like, act like I'm a rookie. <laughs> Oh no, there are some people who are like pathological about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh my like, God. Like I've seen them 200 times and I'm like, yeah, I'm not in that league. <laughs> <laughs> how do you have the time, you know? I don't know how you do it. Or expense. I yes. mean, give me a break. But, um, you know, and, uh, but probably my favorite show I ever saw of his was in 1990. Um, mm. Because he came back to Chicago and that was the final show of that tour of the of the 89-90 tour and uh and it was you know social field in chicago and uh and it was you know huge uh huge arena and uh stadium and he pulled out all the stops on that show because you know it was the last one mm. and so you know may not sound impressive now but you know the fireworks he had going on that show i mean it was just you know and you could just tell like he he did like two encores <laughs> you know, which he doesn't do now and you know he could you could just tell you know he was mm-hmm. like okay last night let's just go big you know and he wore us out <laughs> he really did it was right. it's funny you say that um because my because the only gig i've seen was the final gig of the out there tour that was a uh, the O2 mm-hmm. in London, 2018, and it was the 23rd of December, I think, and we got wonderful Christmas time smacked right onto the end of the set list. It was Aww. it was so perfect. Like everyone had kind of got up because, like, clearly a lot of people like me had already been on setlist.com. Uh, yep. you, know, and oh, had, you, you know, that is so cool. Is he is equal to the love you make? And then everyone starts get getting up, and then it's boom, 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 boom. Yeah, <gasps> and you're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ringo and Ronnie Wood also came on stage for Get Back because that was something they were doing at the time. So I got to see <sighs> those Beatles. I don't have to go see the All Star Band. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you kill two birds with one stone yeah. there. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can impress, you know, four out of 100 people. Oh, Ronnie Wood was there. That's interesting. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course, you know, you guys in, in Europe, you, know, you get Mall of Kintyre, which we never get. Because, of course, you know, apparently in America, we're supposed to not care about it. You know, and I mean, it's like, for God's sake, Paul. But he never you fucking know. plays girls' school, though, to compensate. Could you imagine yeah. if, if he played girls' school now? People are like, what is this? Yeah, see, I've never seen him do girls' school. Yeah, he would I, not get away with that now. He's never done it. He's never done it. But 
I mean, we've got like Junior's Farm in the set list now. I'd say that's as yes. close as we're going to get to a wing song that's both a kind of a deep cut, but also kind of a, a crowd pleaser as well. It's yeah. not it's not like loving song or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> but, you know, this, <laughs> it was a hit single. But, you know, girls' school sold a lot in the States. And it's, and it's oh, really yeah. shocking. He's never done it. Never done No More Lonely Nights on Calabra Admiral Halsey. Yep. Yeah, that's a that one in particular. That was a huge hit. Um, I mean, with a little luck shocks me as well. He's never done with a little luck live. Yeah, another big hit. He's only done silly love songs for the last like forty-four dates of the Wings Over the World tour. It's like yep. he never brought back. Who's this management? I need to speak to somebody, <laughs> sir. I'd like to see your manager, please. I will wait. Yeah. I want to speak to the manager of MPL. Excuse me, you. Just let it give him a piece of my mind. You exactly. don't want all these Beatles songs. I know it's going to make you money, but please just do one tour recorded well just for the nerds, please. Yeah, exactly. Please. The nerd tour. I, 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 think, I think we'd all be first in line to get tickets for that. Are Absolutely. you telling me, though, if, if, if he announced, I'm going to do 70% solo, 30% Beatles, that it still wouldn't sell out. I mean, he could do what he did with the 93 tour and scale back a little bit to ensure it still sold out, as it were. But I think yeah. he could do that. It would work. I, I mean, I I would love it. But, you know, the thing is, the, the you know, the show that I, the Orlando show that I, yeah. I just attended, it was really interesting. First of all, really multi-generational crowd. I mean, okay. more than I've seen. Um, hmm. I mean, it was, it was really striking. In fact, it was, it was funny, slight detour here. The next day when I was going to the airport and, and I had, you know, the Lyft driver was driving me there and I was asking her, you know, was business really big last the night before? She's like, oh yeah, you know, the, and she was like maybe in her thirties or so. Hmm. And she said, yeah. And I couldn't believe like there were kids, teenagers, adults. She said, I thought, who is this guy? <laughs> he must be in some sort of band or something yeah yeah i mean she didn't really she didn't recognize him by name and then i said he was a beetle and she's like oh okay but but it was really funny she just was like who is this guy because she said most concerts it, it attracts either young people or an older crowd like she just couldn't believe the the mix of ages and that's really true so, i mean it was a diverse crowd there are two possible reasons for this. Either one, this is the culmination of his media and social media blitz since Egypt Station. Like, you know, he, um, Capital really ramped up his presence, you know, magazines, interviews. You know, he, he, was, talking, he was talking to Chris Rock for, like, uh, McCartney 3, you know what I mean? Oh, right. Um, yep. So maybe it's a culmination of that, just more young people know about him that way. Or, likening the name to Got Back, it could be the Disney effect. Could you be, yeah. You know, the platform that all the kids watched The Simpsons and Marvel and Star Wars on for like, you know, two weeks, Beatles stuff was on there. They yeah. recognise that. They can see the set list online and there's uh, there's going to be quite a few songs. Uh, uh, I've Got a Feeling, Get Back. Yep. Uh, there's there's going to be at least one more. Oh, no, he doesn't do the, Oh, and he did Let Me Roll It as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's, no, no, sorry, that's a fucking that's not a letter, that's not a letter B song. I just saw no, let, no, that's yep. I, I just saw letter yeah. in, my, in my mind because there's all yeah, there's letter in as well and letting all the let songs. Have to yeah, 
that was a that, this should have been the the let tour or something yeah, yeah. Oh my there was some theme there um but uh but yeah i mean it it was really interesting to see and i mean i've seen this before that of course that you know but i would say this gig in particular i really noticed that that it was a real diversity of age uh, ages on this on this one in, in particular and more than i've seen before um, which was great to see. And, and like the guy sitting next to me who sold me the ticket, uh, actually online, <laughs> nice guy, uh, Scott, 24 mm. and boy, did he know his stuff. I mean, <laughs> he really did. I mean, I was impressed. Like, I mean, he knew deep cuts. Um, you know, he knew twin freaks. He knew all that stuff. So nice. I was like, okay, oh. there is hope for the future. <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that song, please. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan either. But anyway, <laughs> no. But but no. seriously, I mean that's that's how diverse it was. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm glad you've been able to. Uh, no one else has said that so far. So maybe there's maybe there's something a little more you know friendly and to, you know to you know, there's a lot of togetherness in Orlando. That's very nice to hear. Well, you know what. I, I was saying this on, on Talk More Talk the other night that there was a real party atmosphere at this mm. show, too. Like, it was, of course, excitement to see Paul, but I think it was that, you know, that how we've been, you know, shut in since COVID and, and everything. And I there was just this this feeling of, you know, we're here to have a great time. You know, we're here to celebrate Paul's music and and all that and we're here to celebrate it together and it just was it was more than a concert I mean it really was it was like a party and it was great I mean the audience was into it um you know nobody sat down um and uh and it was it was really just fun you know and uh, and it was you know not all concerts are like that Mm. Um, you know, and, and it's more, it's more enjoyable when the audience is really into it. And, and this group was, um, and, uh, and that was great. Very good to hear. Are you the type of person that spoils a set list for yourself? Do you avoid social media? When Normally I do. Normally I like to. But what changed, kids? But what <laughs> Because I didn't know I was going. Oh, yeah. so, so you'd found out. Just looking, oh no. Uh, yeah, oh, no. so yeah, that kind of sucks. Because <laughs> yeah, normally, normally I'm like, don't tell me the set list. I don't want, I don't go to set list FM. I, I don't want to, you know, I like to be surprised, you know. Although, to be honest, if you've been to Paul's other shows, you're not going to be that surprised. I mean, you know, he didn't, I, and I think we all know this, you know, he didn't change the set list all that much. This time around, <laughs> that's very uh, kind of you to put. Uh, he's changed almost yeah. nothing, kids. Almost nothing at all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, so let's just say there wasn't much of a spoiler factor anyway. But normally, yeah, normally I, I like don't tell me anything. I don't want to know. But I did know about the I've got the feeling moment, you know, and I had seen that online. We um, will get to that shortly. Don't yes. you worry. But yeah. Um, before we start talking about the day itself, we have to address the hot topic in all of these episodes. Uh, you know, it's always making the rounds. People are still moaning about it. It's the uh, the ticket prices of this tour. Now, I'm guessing you got your second hand. Yeah. Uh, would you still say that your ticket was value for money on this tour? 
You know what? I would say, I mean, I, I splurged a bit on this ticket because uh, I was on the floor. Um, I hadn't been on the floor since that Soldier Field show. Wow. So it, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and uh, normally I'm in the nosebleed seats, but I kind of thought this time around, you know, I haven't been to a concert in a couple of years. Um, and what the hell? I'll, I'm, I'm going to splurge on this one. So, and, and I'm glad I did. And I will say, he gives you your money's worth. I mean, he played for almost three hours. That's, you know, that's pretty good. I, I have to say, I mean, it was, I, I mean, it, it was funny. The guy sitting next to me, and as I said, 24 years old, he kept turning to me and he's like, I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this 80 year old man playing rock and roll in front of I, him. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I'm getting tired. You know, kind of like the show isn't over yet. I mean, it was really, yeah. I mean, he, I will say that. Yes. The tickets are pricey. I will say, you know, I, I mean, I think the, I don't know, first six rows or whatever. I, I mean, they, they're going for thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's a little much. Um, I don't know if I would do that. But on the other hand, you know, he does play, a, 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 I mean, almost three hours and an incredible number of songs. So he does give you a lot, you know, for, for your money. And he, he doesn't phone it in. Uh, he, he never does. So I would say, yeah, he gives you a lot. Would you, you say know, Paul he gives was, you a um, big show? Would you say Paul was animated on stage? Would you say he was? Because obviously, there's there's always this talk that Paul takes a good couple of gigs to kind of get in the swing of the tour. Like you know, the classic moments probably aren't going to happen in the first four shows, but kind of from that point onwards, he's really like in the swing of it. His voice is fully like inflamed shall we say you know it's it's, yeah yeah you know people who are going to this tour you've got to keep in mind this is not the paul of 89 90 this is not the paul the 90s this is not the paul of you know the early 2000s i mean it isn't um you know he's almost 80 years old he's he's uh yeah now he's never (laughs) he's never exactly been a you know he's he's not going to do any choreography he's never done that so Mm -hmm. you know he's not like mr energy on stage anyway um but uh you know but i mean musically i mean you know playing piano guitar bass everything he's right where he was before. I mean, mm-hmm. he still sounds great. Um, Voice-wise, he was better than I expected on, mm-hmm. on this tour. Like, when he started going into Maybe I'm Amazed, I think I visibly went, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, when I heard those chords, I was like, oh, here we go. You know? for, the, for the people just listening at home, only the lucky few patrons on Patreon will have seen the amazing face Kit, Kit made when that was... <laughs> Ooh, it, it was a look of panic, like she was an American werewolf in London or something. Like, <laughs> <gasps> 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 oh no! Oh, I think know, I did. You, I you, think you, you, you know, like swooned and put your hand on your forehead. That's so. Funny. You know, like a little, like you know, heart, heart in the chest, you know, pounding out of the chest kind of moment, like, is he going to do, Is you know, what is this going to sound like? I will admit. Um, you know, it, and it was better than I expected, you know. Um, it's, he struggled at times. Uh, live and let die. I definitely could hear him struggling with some of it. You've got um, to give the other 
Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. things like that. Um, you know, but then when he would do, you know, like the acoustic part, and I just, and again, you'd think, oh, how's this going to go? And, you know, and he sounded better. What I noticed is he's doing vocal tricks to preserve his voice, you know, not holding notes as long. Phrasing is a little different, mm. you know, but it's nothing alarming. I mean, you know, it's nothing that makes you think, oh, oh, this totally changes the song. But they're just little tricks that are preserving his voice. And, of course, there's the band, you know, and they're picking up lifting, the, yeah. doing the, some of the heavy lifting. And, again, it's nothing that that's, you know, making you think, oh, he's, uh, you know, it, it's nothing that's going to disappoint you or anything. Mm-hmm. But you just have to go into it knowing that, that, that this is not – you know, this is not the Paul that that uh, of, of before, but he's almost 80 years old. You know, I mean, you just have to kind of remember that and just know that. And and I'll tell you, people will say, you know, they'll they'll see the videos online mm-hmm. and say, oh, he sounds terrible and everything. Well, first of all, that's with a cell phone, so remember the sound isn't going to be that wonderful. When and also when you're there, it's a completely mm-hmm. different experience. You know, you don't really because you're hearing the whole thing, you know, so you're not really focusing on his voice as much. You know, I mean, it's and, and, and although the mix on this show was pretty good, okay. but, um, you know, pretty good, particularly for a stadium, you know, but you're not really focusing on every little bit of his voice like you would watching him on TV, mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. So but overall, it was his voice was better than I expected it to be. But no, perfect, um, no. You know. Is there a sense that, I mean, this has been brought up on the other episodes, that the you know the fact that he's had a couple of years off has probably meant this tour is just a lot fresher than it would have been. Oh, no, fr- it's freshen up, I saw, Paul, not the out there tour. It's fr- the yeah, up freshen tour. up, yes. I saw that tour, yeah. Because uh, without COVID, he probably would have toured again in the interim two years and maybe not rested his vocal as much. So. And it would have been way worse. Yeah, yes. I, I think that would have been a very bad idea. Yeah, I agree. Oh, man, it's it's such a horrible... I, I haven't actually mentioned this before, but the idea of thinking about when's he going to stop the kit, like not not just being uh, hagiographical fans and thinking about the best of things, being really pessimistic and pragmatic how long we got. It, it, it's, there's at least one more tour after this one. Yeah, that's what I've heard, that he's but, looking at next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, who knows, man, who <laughs> knows? I mean, everyone says to me, like, because uh, none of my friends will go with me because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's three hours of music that they don't particularly have a fondness for. Might take me on if he comes by local, but I can't just go all the way to London by myself to go see a Paul McCartney gig. That's just I'll my, go with you. <laughs> fly, fly down, Kit, fly I'll down. fly down. <laughs> but that, but that wouldn't be fun for me, you know. Like that, the the idea of just going to see a show because it might be the last one. Like I had such a good time on the Freshen Up tour. Yeah, it, the set list was great. I know that it's it like safe. Paul was like, oh, you know, I'm coming back to England. I'm going to do all of McCartney two in chronological order, and then some of the greatest hits. Like if he if he said that, I'd be like, oh, okay, I've kind of got to go and see this. But it's just. Oh, it's going to be Letting Go and Junior's Farm and Car Buy Me Love and 1985, which hasn't left the set since 76. Yep. You know, 
I'm not too worried about it. And like that was one of my big defenses of the ticket prices as well. It's like if you have if you haven't seen Paul by now, yeah, what have you been doing? Because it's not yeah. like anything's been different about this since like twenty. I would say 2013, 14, it's pretty much been the same kind of shtick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing you've heard all of these same anecdotes from Paul as you have. That's what I was just thinking as you said that. Same stage pattern, you bet. The Jimi Hendrix story, the Blackbird story, um, you know, yeah. In spite of all the danger here today. Yeah. Yeah. He tells the same stories. Yes, yes, he does. I wish he, you know, maybe add, throw in some new ones there. I mean, he does add, he does mention a couple of things about Get Back. I mean, he, okay. he does add that. I mean, I wish he'd add more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. Um, but he'll just say, like, you know, Peter Jackson, like, uh, uh, during Get Back, the song, oh. you know, there are images from the film that play in the background. And then at the end, he said, you know, uh, thanks to Peter Jackson, uh, who um, put that uh, montage together for us, which, by the way, and I've got to credit Ed Chen for this, um, he spotted some um, footage in there that was not in the film. Oh, of course Ed did. Of course <laughs> he did. Oh, my gosh. He, he's like, he, I, I he's like hitting you like crap. that. He's just yep. hitting you. Get, get, look. Yep. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh. Yep, he did. He was like, there's some footage of Mike McCartney in there that was not in the film. And I'm like, okay, Ed, I, 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 I totally believe you. <laughs> I, I, and I do. I believe him. <laughs> I, I always love lost media, uh, like films that have, that have been lost to the annals of time. Yes, and and I, I, can Im- I can imagine, uh, in, you know, a future list where like, they're listing Beatles lost media. And one of them will be the Peter Jackson live get back music video from the 2022 tour. Like that, that'll just go into, I mean, to be fair, that could go in some box set in the future. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. If the uh, get know. back DVD chose to have any bonus features at all, that would have been a I nice know. one. That, that stinks. I mean, yeah, I pre-ordered it, but yeah, they have no bonus features really. I mean, physical, physical media is dead. It's just now, now. I like, guess. Like, like we brought vinyl back to, to 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 the point whereby it's a relevant part of record sales now, which right. no one saw coming thirty years ago. But That's right. DVD declined. Blu-ray didn't take up the the kind of uh, it, it, it didn't pick up the slack, and it's just downloading mm-hmm. now. But mm-hmm. my reply to Disney there is. Well then, why are there no bonus features on Disney Plus, the platform you want to push this film on? It like oh. just get Peter Jackson to put that footage on Disney Plus and just throw money at him because we'll all go and watch it in the same numbers, you know? Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Peter. Yep. We know you listen to these podcasts, Peter. He, he does. He does. <laughs> He's the real deal. He's a real fan. So, yep. Yeah. Like, come I've, on, Peter. <laughs> I've always preferred those uh, two legs, guys. They're, they're, they're my favorite Paul McCartney podcast. I'm like, no, no, Peter. <laughs> I, le- I know more about Lord of the Rings than them. I saw King <laughs> Kong in the cinema and didn't complain. I loved it. <laughs> I, I even like the lovely bones. Remember that one? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I still need to see Heavenly Creatures, the one with Kate Winslet. I really want to That's see that. That's a good one. I've seen that. That's very mm. good. Yeah, you get, you should see that. Welcome back. This is the Peter Jackson Film Discussion Podcast with me, <laughs> Kit O'Toole. That's what we're talking about now. Um, 
I'm just trying to think, what, what, did you like Tintin, kid? Did you like Tintin? Were there any yeah. Beatles references in it? Can we connect it back to the show? At all? Oh, no, prob- man. Probably Oh, not. funny. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the first point I've been told to bring up by Ed Chen is uh, in relation to, to my next question. Uh, so, you know, take me through the day leading up to the concert. Did you have to travel? Was, uh, did you have to grab any food or merch along the way? Um, and f- from Ed Chen, he's told me that I'm supposed to bring up the International House of Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really did your homework. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, it was a kind of an adventure getting there. The uh, my flight was well, and his too was super late, so we ended up not getting to Orlando until like I don't know two, three in the morning, something like that. Ooh. Yeah, that was that was fun, but um, and uh, you know, but but we we got there to Airbnb, so you know, basically just just collapsed. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we we spent the the day. Um, you know, we, we had some, uh, uh, luckily, um, Ed had a good friend there from like grammar school who, um, you know, took us to lunch and he was going to the show. So we, uh, you know, so he was kind enough to drive us and, and everything. So we ended up getting mm-hmm. to the stadium early, awesome. um, in, in the day, hoping to do the limo watch. Now I've never done a limo watch before. So I was like, yeah, never done one. So I was like, okay, you know, Ed had done them before. So I'm like, all right, I am, you know, I'm following you. I've, I have no idea. So basically we were led on a wild goose chase <laughs> by security guards and we're walking all the way around the stadium. Uh, it was uh, a little steamy during the day. So, you know, we were, uh, we were pretty, you know, pretty hot and, you know, and all that. And of course we were like, Oh, he's going to be, uh, he'll pull up by the loading dock, you know, like in the back, you know, that's usually where he does it. Well, he pulled up in the front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally screwed with us. And so we totally missed him. <laughs> but some of our friends uh, who were there did manage to see him. I, I still don't know how they, they got, uh, how they managed to, to find him. But um, I don't, do you know Sarah Schmidt, uh, Meet the Beatles for Real? Um, yes. Okay. She and her mom were there and they they wow. positioned themselves in the right place so they got to see them not many people were there because it was a weird setup a lot of like fences up and you know so they weren't very limo watch friendly let's put it that way so uh, but they got to see them like for two seconds you know we waved and that that was great so we finally <laughs> kind of you know like just sort of trudged over to them and, and all that so um but the upside was because we were there early and all, we heard some of the sound check. Oh. And well, yeah. So, so sorry to interrupt. I've seen on a couple of videos, like I've typed in, got back sound check. Some mm. places have like big screens outside the stadium. Yep. That now, play the sound not. check. So, yeah. So, how did you get some of the sound check? Now, you you know, we were just sitting outside of the stadium. We just sort of hung out where okay. Sarah and her mom had been to, to watch the, you know, the limo. And, uh, and now bad news was it was kind of muffled. So, you know, we, we couldn't hear it 
super super clue yeah yeah so that was the bad news but we could hear enough of it that we heard him do a great version of matchbox oh you know, we could think yep that was cool uh drive my car uh i think it was one after 909 and women and wives oh, no was, women uh, and wives was in the sound check yeah it was oh, in the sound no. check right uh yep so let's just like, put I put we'll put a pin in women and wives and we'll get back to that. We'll get back. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, women and wives was in the sound check. Um, okay, what else was there? I think those were the ones uh I think 20 flight rock was oh, in there. Oh, that's always think. in there. That's always yep, yep. And I think those were the only ones that we could hear like pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we couldn't stay long because then it was time to go to a tailgate that uh, some of my friends who live in the Orlando area um, uh, were, uh, were setting up. And, and some of them I'd met in person. Some of them I, I had never met in person, but I oh, corresponded with. One of them actually has a squeeze podcast. And oh. I had been on, yeah, and I'd been on it before. And, uh, you know, so it, that was really fun to meet her in person. So we all got together and it was it was just so fun, you know, to to meet some of them I hadn't seen, you know, in a few years because you know, the, the fest hadn't been helped, you know, been canceled for so long. So we hadn't been able to see each other. So, you know, we all just hung out in our Paul T-shirts and, and uh, <laughs> just, you know, had, had a had a ball just just kind of getting ourselves primed for the show so then finally we head back to the stadium and um you know this was a huge show i mean a lot of people i mean i think this can hold like seventy-five thousand, something like that i mean <laughs> huge so one of the guys you may you probably have seen him on facebook is rick glover who's mm. um he's a a He's the head of this group called Fans on the Run, where they go to like every Paul show on tour. I mean, I don't know how they do it, but and Rick Ethan Alexanian to- stole the name. We've got a yeah, cool that's case right. Of, this is the next Depp versus Heard lawsuit. That, oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> but it's all good. They're they're all good. I call to the stand, Ken Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just to tell the whole truth. Yes, I do. I do. That's right. <laughs> 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 oh no, but it but it's all good. I mean, Rick has been to like every show. He's usually in the front rows. He's been to old, like tons of sound checks. I don't know how he does it. He's a great guy, and you know, and everybody knows him. He's kind of a a legend in the Beatles community. And he, I found out he was going to be at the show, and he's like, "Oh, come find me." And I thought, "There's no way. Come on. I mean, this is a huge venue." So Ed and his friend John and I, we get in line, and sure enough. Just like a few people ahead of us, there was Rick. I mean, like, what were the odds? So, I mean, you know, so I thought, okay, this is going to be a good night, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so we got our merch, and uh, one of the things I got Ooh. now, yes. here we go. Talk, talk to me about the merch. Ooh. So this was one shirt. I'm sorry you're seeing, I, I don't know if you're seeing it backwards, but this was one of the T-shirts. Oh, sick that i got yep so uh so and then i got one that probably i don't know if tom uh showed it to you but it's a black t-shirt oh actually i think maybe because i got one for somebody else and i got one 
for myself. I don't know if oh, oh, the classic got got back image. Nice. Exactly. So I got yeah this one the and then a program. Shirt, yeah. Oh, and a program. Yep. Awesome. And then a program. So, uh, but there was other you know other merch there, but um, definitely folks who are are going to future shows get there early because the lines at the merch <laughs> counters uh, form really really fast. So there must be people stood watching Paul McCartney with three or four shopping bags between their legs or like attached to them in some way. Cause I mean, I wanted to get that uh, denim, that uh, denim jacket. And Oh, I uh, saw that there. That was cute. Yeah. yeah I like that. And that sold yep. out on his store online instantly. And now you can only get it at the tours and they sell out before anyone you ask gets to the bloody table. It's a, a real travesty. Um, yeah. Is this is is this whole he's selling a coaster for thirty dollars thing true? Is that real or is that yeah. fake news? Nope, I saw it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. I I skipped that. <laughs> I mean, they're cute and all, but uh, yeah. I like it because because the post or the poster the there is a poster there of this shirt uh, that that's what kind of cool was a little Hmm. tempting but um, but uh, the uh, program is fifty dollars so oh my god now it's a nice program (laughs) Sleepy Joe wants wants you to have a fifty dollar program I don't want to have a fifty dollar program. No. Okay. I had to do it. It's a nice program. It's actually fifty dollars, kids. Nice, fifty bucks. That would have yeah. bought you a car a hundred years ago. You know. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! And it gets you a piece. Well, of paper. I remember the eighty nine ninety tour where he gave away the programs. You know, there were they were free. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh yep. my word. Yep. They were at every seat, and they're like, "Oh man, those were those were the days." Back when, uh, back when Paul would only allow the audience to have vegetarian food, and yeah. <laughs> can I get a, yep. can I get a hot dog? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, now, exactly. now, you, now you can go with a double cheeseburger, and you're like, oh, oh the show's great. Oh. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. So if you want merch, get there early, or you won't have any. I mean, it's the crowds really line up early. uh, And those poor people working them must just like, they'll probably only work two hours a night, but it's the worst two hours. Their wives. (laughs) Just, just these, these demonic faces, just clutching and grabbing and gimme, gimme. I want, I want now. I know. And, and I was, you know, of course, very polite, but I had done my homework beforehand because I knew it's like, you've just got to get up there, you know, say, I need this, (laughs) this, and this and get out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just 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 smack the money on the table like slurp <laughs> across be like you know what I want you know what I want yep exactly cuz yeah woe on the, for the people that are up there I'm like oh um I want well, let me look at this one and up people behind them are like you know there's there's, there's probably 10 people in that queue just being like oh god I hope they hurry up in the bathroom yep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Have you got a hat? Have you got a hat I can pee in? Oh my god! Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. I mean, it is, it is packed. So yeah, you've got to yeah get there early. Don't uh, don't wait. And also the traffic. Um, now we didn't have to worry about it, but the traffic at these venues is is insane. So mm. give yourself plenty of time. You know for sure. Um, 
something that's always uh, notorious with Paul's concerts is they are three hours long and the vast majority of people there are sinking back beverages, likely of an alcoholic nature, I imagine. Yeah. Um, what is the toilet situation like at these places? Because these stadiums are so big. Like us people in Europe, we look at these giant American stadiums and it's like, they've got to be 20 minutes away from a bathroom. They're going to miss half the set if they go to the toilet, surely. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely take care of business, you know, before the show, because <laughs> if you possibly can, because now I will say, you know, I always ask, people like what was the toilet song or the beer run song uh of the show this one it was my valentine it's always my valentine it, yeah. was, the, it was the same at my show and i feel because i didn't know about that concept until after mm-hmm. and i was like oh god he probably saw me that he's never going to come on my podcast now he knows i know <laughs> that song i went during my wife's song that's my wife all right yeah. I know, and it, and you feel bad, you know, you feel bad for him, but it always is. And this, yep, same thing here. It was my and and it even the like when it ended, the applause was just kind of, you know, like polite. And you're just like, oh man, <laughs> like like very muted. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. I yeah. know. When when do we get to the International House of Pancakes in this story, Kiss? Oh, okay. So that's after the show. <laughs> oh, that's, that's after the show. That's, that's oh. after the show. And yeah, why, yeah. why did you write that that way? There was it, it, it really implied that there was before. I do apologize. but No, no, no. That was after. That was after the show. But, well, okay. Speaking of uh, go to the toilet songs then, Women and Wives was in the, was in the sound check. Were you kind of hoping to hear any new material off of McCartney yeah. 3? I, I was really disappointed because I think, like, Find My Way would have been good. Sliding. With I the mean, band. It was recorded with the band. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I like Deep Deep Feeling. I mean, you know, I don't think that would have worked well live, but even I would have taken that. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it just, I, I was surprised that there was just nothing from the, at all from the new album. Um, you know, I thought, gee, and you know, cause the album did well sales wise. So you would think that he would have had something and, and nothing. I mean, now he did have a couple from Egypt station. Come on to me and for you, I imagine. Mm-hmm. That's what yep. Now come on to me did well live that, that really played ow, well ow, live. Ow, 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 ow. The yeah. moment you hear that, you're like, yes, we've got the corniest rocker he's done in 20 years. Yeah, yep. Exactly. And, you know, say, and it's got that sing-along quality, you know, the crowd love that. And, and, uh, you know, so that went over well. For you. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't like that song, Kit. A lot of people yeah, don't like I, that song. Yeah, what? I don't love that. I don't love it either. And, and people were kind of confused. <laughs> Why is he not doing Who Cares? That's the real yeah. question. Yeah, or even Caesar Rock. I mean, mm. I, I mean that could have gone over, you know. Okay, I yeah, for you. I'm like, stop trying to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Okay, it's not gonna happen. I mean, and and it, and to even make it worse, he plays the video in the background when he plays the song. So to have the kid, I mean, I just thought the video was weird too. I mean, you have like this kid saying a lot to it, like what so yeah that that was kind of a puzzler but but come on to me does well that does really well live i'm just looking through uh the rest of the set list here the only other kind of latter era mccartney solo tune again it's dance tonight that's pretty much all you get from you know wings 
to Egypt Station is dance tonight. I mean, uh, no, he did new. Oh, did uh, he, he, oh did he did new. Yes, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, in between here today and Lady Madonna, uh, some shows he's been doing Queenie Eye, some shows he's been doing new. Which mm-hmm. is your favorite of those two songs? You know what? I, I'm not a huge fan of new, but I'm glad he didn't do Queenie Eye. I've I've kind of burned out on Queenie Eye. <laughs> like he, I've seen him. Who do has that got the ball time. kit? Who has got? Yeah. I, I haven't got it. It's not in my pocket. <laughs> Out, <laughs> out, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was kind of glad he did new because yeah, I'm like yeah, I've I've, I've had enough of Queenie Eye, so I was kind of glad he did that. Yeah, that that um didn't get a huge response either because I you know I just think not enough people know about it. I mean you know this this crowd was here you know they wanted to to see you know they wanted to hear Beatles they wanted to hear the big Wings hits. I mean, it's you getting know. worse, isn't it? It's actually getting worse year after year. It's not yeah. getting, ironically, getting better was added to the set list, but it's not getting better. It's like, yeah. like, like, like you, like you would have thought he would have had to eventually have started relying on the the, the older fans. And like you say, if he's having a more diverse crowd, then the the reflex of oh well, what if it's someone's first gig and I don't do Hey Jude and Let It Be, Lady Banana, like that instinct's probably kicking off for him now more than ever. Exactly, you know, and particularly with the response, you know, with the exception of of "Come On to Me," as I said, that that went well, but the other the other new stuff was kind of you know with the reaction from the crowd. As I said, my Valentine was kind of yeah flat. Uh, Dance tonight, really, uh, you know, Abe's antics kind of saved that song uh, in terms of the crowd reaction. Now, it's interesting. When that first came out, I, I love Memory Almost Full. I, I, I think that's an underrated album. But uh, Dance Tonight was not one of my favorites off that, that uh, album. But I like it better live. I, I've, every time I've heard it live, I, I, for some reason, it just, it just works better. Like, I don't know if it's the energy. I, I don't know what it is. And Abe's this was no kick exception. Drum. Abe's kick drum is a lot of that. that the boo, boo. Yeah. And that you kind maybe of like, that's yeah. It. Yeah, maybe that's it. It just adds some energy to it. And this mm. was no exception. You know, it just, for some reason, it, it just uh, adds a little you know, a little something, a little punch to to the song. And uh, and then, yeah, Abe's and all the, he does all the dance, all fun little dancing in the background and all. So people love that. Um, and uh, so that adds to, you know, the fun of the song. And I think people respond to it. But were he not doing that, I don't know if people would, you know, respond to the song as positively. I don't know. But yeah, because I think they're like, yeah, 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 we want to hear the hits. I'm just shocked that he didn't play Lonely Road or Lo- uh, no, Lonesome Road. Well, you know, some dro- we want the driving rain stuff, Paul. Do a rinse for raindrops. <laughs> That's what people are clamoring for. Yeah, sure, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Look, if he did Riding to, uh, into Jaipur, I would probably start crying because that's like my favourite track of that album. But yeah. Really? Yeah, uh, I'm doing re- so at the time of recording, I'm doing my prep for the driving rain triple episode uh oh triple episode well wow. as, as the albums get more modern and as my kind of research becomes a bit more refined i can't just do the backstory in one episode anymore so i have to do like the recording of the albums one episode and then everything he did in between so i've got to talk about 9-11 linda heather mills uh induction to the rock and roll hall of fame and then okay. the the 20 other projects he had between 
the 97 and 2001. They're so run much Double to call Run. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Run Devil Run, Rushes, Liverpool, mm-hmm. uh, Sound Collage. Uh, he did that one random song with Heather called Voice, which I low key oh, really love. I low key. Oh my really God. Love I forgot track. about that. Wow. I totally forgot about that. Really My interesting. Goodness. It's it's borderline fireman esque. Uh, I really I really quite like it. Uh, it, it, it. It would be on my copy of Cold Cuts, you know, if I if I if wow. I was in charge of that. Yeah, because like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Um, yeah, <laughs> that that probably would be my reaction too. Yeah, absolutely. So interesting. I will definitely check out those episodes. Oh yes, oh, no, there's a huge back catalog you can all check out now. Uh, anywhere you get good podcasts, absolutely. You know. Oh yeah, your other ones too, of course. <laughs> um, we've also got to talk about the quote-unquote big surprise of the show. You know, Paul kept saying how there's going to be many new surprises in the new tour. No, yep. not really. He's kind of semi-dropped women and wives. He seems to be doing it completely sporadically, getting yep. better returns from 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, whatever. Sorry, sorry if I really upset the get the getting better crowd. But, yeah. Um, the big one was, of course, the use of footage from the Get Back movie to bring John Lennon back from the grave. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've mentioned this before. I still am a little unimpressed by the gimmickiness of it, but was it different experiencing it live? You know, I, I hate to say it because I, I, I hope I'm not disappointing people who are getting because I was. Pull off the band aid. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to have to do it. I was really excited about this moment. I really was. It was almost the main reason I went to see this because I saw it on YouTube. I think somebody posted it from like the first night that they did it. Yeah. And I mean, I had, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And I mean, I had a lump in my throat when I watched it. I just thought, oh my God, I've got to see this. You know, so I was, I was just so pumped for this moment. It wasn't as good as I expected it to be. Maybe my expectations were too high. Um, Ed was saying this too. First of all, John's voice sounded a little thin in the mix. Mm. So, I mean, and I, I understand. I mean, it was from the film and, you know, it obviously wasn't going to sound as rich as a, you know, live vocal. I get that. But it just didn't sound as, you know, it, it maybe it was just the, the mix. I don't know. But you couldn't hear them that well. Mm. So that was part of the problem. Also, the uh, the footage itself, I don't know if maybe there was something going on with the monitors or, or whatever. But the footage itself was almost a little, uh, this is not a technical way of putting it, but, uh, but kind of stuttery. Okay. Like, yeah. And so it wasn't smooth. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't as smooth as I expected it to be. Hmm. And also, um, you know, the first time Paul did it, uh, and, and we saw that on YouTube, I think Paul, you know, was more into it because, you know, maybe that was the first time he did it in the concert. And so I think he seemed more... I don't know, a little more emotional about it. I mean, he wasn't crying or anything, but I think the 30th time he's with John. This Exactly. Oh my gosh. So, you know, it, I think he wasn't as into it. You know, I think it was just kind of like, okay, we're at this moment again, the show. So here we go, you know? And so he wasn't really interacting as much with the screen, you know? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, he did say that, you know, but I mean, it just was kind of like, okay, here's another part of the show, you know? And, and so I think he's now kind of too used to it. Um, and Mm. so that part was a little disappointing. Let's just hone in on that phrase too used to it. Cause something else I want to bring up about this set list, you know, he's an 80 year old man. It's probably very increasingly difficult for him to, you know, keep doing this this way. I think one of the big reasons we don't get, like, for example, he didn't take out I've Got a Feeling and then did, like, I Dig a Pony instead. I think it's just getting increasingly more difficult for him to actually play a lot of these more obscure songs that he's not playing every day for the past, like, 40 years. Um you know, does he still remember how to do Great Day or, you know, Hey Diddle? Could he do Hey Diddle at the drop of a hat anymore? You know, who knows? Um, I think that, that I think that's more telling than anything. Like he's he's more willing to gimmickify the songs he already can play flawlessly rather than, say, risk doing a new one. I know that sounds quite awful because he did do like Women and Wives, but that's the latest album. He's done that one live before for people. Uh, he he did it on a few live interviews and stuff, and it's not particularly the most complicated song either. You know, it's him on piano; it's very second nature to him. Right? Um, yeah, I think I think you know, the, him being old now is probably more of, and you know, not 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 one to exert like you know, do I want to waste forty hours of my last golden years perfecting? put it there to bring that back into the set list or shall I just play the songs that I can do and hang out with my grandchildren? There's definitely an element there. That has to be. That, that may be part of it. I, I also think, you know, in the program, there's an interview, a new interview with him. And he is asked uh, about, you know, have you ever thought of doing shows where you do deeper cuts? And that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And he talks about that and he says, oh, yeah, you know, maybe someday I'll do shows for, you know, and I think he calls them like the nerd shows. He actually mm-hmm. says that where he would pull out B, B sides and, and stuff like that. But he goes through again about how, you know, he's very conscious that people who see the shows are spending their hard earned money and he doesn't want to disappoint them. And, you know, he goes through that whole thing again. And I think, you know, he's, he seems very, um, I don't know, almost too, you know, overly concerned about in any way, you know, disappointing the audience. So like, you know, he says, and he said this before, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've seen him say this um, during his concerts, that, you know, he knows when he plays the new stuff, newer stuff that people don't like it because he says something like, you know, people's phones turn off and all that stuff. And he says it like it doesn't bother him, but I think it does. I mean, I, I think he, you know, he hate, he doesn't really like that. And, and I think, you know, he's, you know, him, he's Mr. PR. He likes to please people. And, you know, he, he likes to, um, I, I, you know, he, he loves the applause. He loves to, you know, I, I think, you know, probably he did Women and Wives in some of those early shows, and probably he got that polite applause, you know, or maybe it was a beer run song. And uh, he's like, okay, I got to drop it. And oh. it's sad. I mean, you know, too bad that some idiot, fan, you know, 
idiot fans don't get it. I mean, you know, that they only want the hits. Well, too bad. I, I mean, you know, some don't get it. That's why tracks like the like Junior's Farm, Letting Go, and Let Em In are very good compromises because at least enough of the crowd that thirty percent that are the kind of more hardcore fans, they're going to scream extra loud for those yeah. songs. Yeah. Whereas you only need everyone to shout a little bit for Hey Jude, and he's got his fix. You know, because yeah, exactly. Not- you know, and because hey, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if he decided to cut Hey Jude from the rest of his shows, I would be fine with that. I mean, I, I could go the rest of my life without seeing him do Hey Jude again. <laughs> I mean, Hey Jude's great. I'm not, I'm not putting it down, but I, I'd be okay with that. I, I don't need to see him do it again. But you could tell with this crowd, though, because like the, the, Scott, who I was sitting next to, this was only his second time seeing Paul. So I think it meant a lot to him that that you know, to see him do Hey Jude and let it be and, and all that. So, you know, I, I mean, I get it. Paul has to appeal to, you know, people who haven't seen him before or maybe have only seen him one other time. I mean, you know, I, I, I get it. He's not just appealing to us hardcore fans, but, um, and I will say when he did let it be and I turned around and looked up at the stands and seeing everybody holding up their lights, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's a it's a fun moment. I mean, it's it's just to see everybody doing that. It's you know, I'll admit it's uh it's it's pretty nice, you know. Uh but uh, that's another one though that if he ever decided I ha- I'm going to retire it, I'd be like, that's fine. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> what were some of the other standout moments from the from the the, the gig as a whole and you've mentioned the the uh the uh, lighters during Let It Be, uh, Maybe I'm Amazed wasn't awful, which is a highlight in itself. <laughs> that uh, sounds so bad, like such a backhanded compliment. Like, what was it? I've heard, I've heard worse. I mean, that sounds terrible. But I'm but, being cheeky. I'm being cheeky. I know. Way. But I mean, but it was. I mean, it's was better. You know, this was interesting. We've all seen him play Get Back a thousand times. Yeah, but cool. this time, it was different because... We have now all seen him compose Get Back in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we now know how it happened. And keeping that in mind, and then as he's playing it live, seeing the footage from Get Back in the background, it kind of gave added weight to the song. You know, like, you know, when I saw it, 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 it you know, I paid a lot more attention to it. And it just made it, even more enjoyable, you know? So that was a moment I kind of didn't expect because, you know, otherwise it's just like, oh, okay, he's playing Get Back Again. Okay, that's great. You know, we all love the song. But this time around, it was different, you know? And I, I think I think everybody's going to find that, um, that now that we have this added knowledge of how he wrote that song, when you see him do it live, it's it it takes on much more meaning you and know live and let die still have all the great fireworks as ever did it did, oh did man it I, the first time i think he's upped it you know and when he it plays outdoor arenas i mean my god he brought out more fireworks lasers all that stuff and you know some people say oh that's completely overdoing it and sure you know you could say it but it's fun i mean you know people love it 
Um, it's fun. You know, when he did Oba Dee, Oba Da, it was really fun to see the crowd reaction to it. Because like it or not, um, you know, people love that song. And, and my whole section, it, it was really funny to watch. As soon as the bass started, you know, going in, mm. my whole section started bouncing up and down. I mean, you could just see them collectively. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. It was great. And then it was boom, 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 boom. And they all start bouncing. <laughs> it was it, it was fun. I mean, it was uh, great. And I'll tell you, oh, this was a fun moment. So when he was doing uh, Helter Skelter, which I do love. I that's one of my, the highlights for me. I love seeing him do Helter Skelter live. I know he's been doing it a long time, and I and I do like that ending that they've added for the show where they're doing you know, coming down, coming down, coming down fast. And he, as he was doing that part, you just couldn't have planned this. Um, it had been, as I mentioned, kind of steamy during during the day, and at night, thank God, the temperature had dropped, but it was still a bit humid heat lightning appeared in the sky <laughs> oh yes so as he's doing this like, coming down coming down and you know and the and the you know there were kind of strobe lights going on and there's this lightning going on <laughs> we're just like yeah <laughs> Rugged room, baby. Rugged room. <laughs> yeah now I was kind of glad it went away fast because that could have been a little dangerous, of course. Yes. But, uh, but for but I mean, it's just like what timing? It's like you know, like are these party effects? Why did I bring a, a lightning rod to a Paul McCartney gig? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, really. Why have I got this key attached to this kite? Yeah, really. So, like, wow, that was pretty cool. Even even nature is is liking this show. It's like responding to the show. Right. Let's cut out the middleman. How do we get to the IHOP? How do we get to okay, the international so, of pancakes? Tell me. Kate, all right. Tell me, tell so me. now, okay. Yes. Now we <laughs> can get over. to that part. All right. So gigs over. And so, you know, of course, we're like, you know, starving by this time. And so after all of, you know, we finally get out of the parking lot, which, you know, as you know, with these things takes forever. Um, we're trying to figure out where to eat and, you know, not much is open at, at that hour. And we find out that there's an IHOP nearby and this is the kicker. Yeah. I've never been to an IHOP before. Neither have I, kid. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Great. Cause yeah, I have never been, and Ed could not believe that I had never been to an IHOP in my life. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, come on. I mean, you know, there just isn't one near me. You know, there there just isn't. And I mean, I've certainly driven by them and, and all that, but I've I've never been to one. And he could not believe that I had never been to an IHOP. He could not believe. So yeah, like twelve thirty one in the morning, we found ourselves at this IHOP. And uh, and I will say, their pa- their pancakes are good. They they are not lying. So if you find yourself at one. Get their pancakes. You know, I had their classic ones. I feel like Ed was implying that, like, you know, you you, you punch someone there or you had to be escorted off the premises or something. I thought I thought something no, really no, no. controversial was gonna happen. He's just you no, know, no, nothing off. controversial. And and other uh, Paul McCartney concert goers came there and, and 
were wearing t-shirts and everything. But no, he just, yeah, he could not get over that I had never been to an IHOP. Um, he, he, he also put that, apparently you may have mentioned that attending the sound check is on the table for next time. Oh God, he's trying, he's trying to convince me <laughs> to go. He said when he tours, cause I guess he's talking about touring Europe again next year. And that, that the sound check, it, the, the prices in Europe are actually a bit cheaper than they are here. So he's trying to convince me now. See, now he thinks, cause he managed to convince me to go to this, that now he's got me. So, so now he's trying to convince me next year to go to Europe and we could do a sound check there because he sees, he claims it's cheaper there than it is here. So yeah, I don't except, know. Except the little factor of that international flight. Yeah. I uh, mean, exactly. There's that. It's $5 cheaper kit. We've only got to get a $200 plane ticket and then we can get yeah. $5 cheaper. Out. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, and I'll tell you, he and, and Tom were so persuasive. They even said, I don't know if you can really see on this shirt here, you know, it looks like Paul's walking off into the distance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Tom said, now, you know, that could be telling us something that, you know, Paul, this could mean that this is his last tour. And so that Paul is like, you know, walking away, you know, That's so this kind of thing to say. I know, really isn't is. it? I can I can hear Ken Marcus, Ken Marcus going. I think you're just thinking about it a little too much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally was like, "All right, all right," uh, but no, I'm glad I went. I I really am. It was such a good time. Um, it was. I mean, yeah, he played the same songs. Yes, he did the same stage pattern. And, that, and that's what but, you paid for. That's what you paid for, kid. Exactly. Exactly. And and it was really a good time. You know, he always gives us all um a you know, gives you your money's worth. And I I really just had a ball. So, you know, I would definitely say if if he's in your area or if if you can hop a plane and, and get like I did and get to uh, you know, somewhere near you, go. It's uh, it's worth it. It. I thought I was going to be spending most of this this little mini series t- discussing Paul McCartney got back, but my main takeaway is that the American transit system is 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 awful. There's no tra- <laughs> like you can't just get trains to every city from every other city. That that boggles. But your country's so massive and would so much, yep. like the amount of jobs it would create to build railways covering the whole country. I wish. Man, I can't have no railroad go through my cattle ranch. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> there's gold up in them hills. <laughs> I won't have no city slickers coming through here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because that's how I perceive America. I was going to say, nice, nice accent there. Yeah. And then it's just like Valley Girls, and that's it. Yeah. That's all you have. And that's, that's your accent. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, no, it's unfortunately not that simple. You, you got to hop a plane. And yeah, and that's, uh, and it was, you know, here Memorial Day weekend. So that made travel even more fun because, you know, it's a few people, or because it's a, you know, holiday weekend, people are traveling, you know, even more. So that that was kind of what led to the delay in our flight, but it was well worth it. It was uh, it was just a lot of fun. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to add before we start wrapping things up? Are there any other things you'd like to talk about the show or 
we are we done? Are we done? Uh, just as I said, that that it's it's well worth going to. Um, you know, don't don't let the naysayers put you off about all oh, his voice and the set list and all that stuff. When you're there, it it, it it's just a good good time, and I highly recommend going. Imagine being a person who, like, you know, you asked them in 20 years, why did you go to that Paul McCartney show? Because of Facebook comments. I didn't like the comments. So I didn't. I, oh, what a regret. What an awful regret. <laughs> yeah. People made posts on a Facebook group and, man, I don't want to go anymore. Oh, just go if you want. I mean, exactly. Just just go, you know. If, and if you don't want to go, fine. But don't, don't let people put you off. I mean, just... just these go, people go. will spend a thousand dollars on a George Harrison box set for some gnomes, but they won't pay a couple of hundred dollars to go see our Paulie. Come on, exactly. Come on. There you go. I like, yeah, good summary, Sam. I like that, <laughs> right? And there we are, everyone. Once again, we have just had another little uh new perspective added to our deep, deep dive into the Paul McCartney Got Back Tour, the, the the tour that I cannot attend, but my wonderful friends have been able to do so and they've been sharing the love. Continue today with my incomparable chat with Her Majesty Kit O'Toole. Uh yeah, I've had so much fun today, Kit. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a really cool talk. I'm glad you had so much fun. Uh, I'm nearly convinced to a, to attend a show now if he if he does come come to the UK and if you and Ed come as well even better even better yeah absolutely I I would be there I, we would have a blast folks if Kit does come to the to the UK I will get her to do A class drugs and have her arrested I will <laughs> I will frame her <laughs> and remove and remove one of the hosts from Talk More Talk and then that's when that's when I slide in I slide in. Oh my god! That's, uh, uh, I see the motive of getting me to, to England now. It's a, Machia- I got it. it's a Machiavellian plan. It, it, it really is. Um, you know, I've already called the SWAT team on Tom Hanyadi's house twice during epic during episodes. So you know, he's been flashbanged a few times. Uh, a no knock warrant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how I that that that's how I do it. That's how I do it. I get the uh, the US police to. A- you know, to, <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan, folks. Oh my god! That might, that might only make the Patreon. I don't know. Thank you, Kit. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Paul or Nothing. We're definitely going to have to have you back on again for some topic coming up. Maybe we'll talk when memory almost full is 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 around the corner. I would oh. love that, Sam. Anytime, anytime. Always love being on the show. It's been a pleasure, and I know the audience will agree. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the episode of Paul or Nothing. Please get all of your Paul or of the time. Peace and love, peace and love. Harry, Harry, Krishna. No more autographs. Play us out, Danny. Take care, everyone.